everybody. Uh, this is a impromptu-ish thing. You see, a new book came out today, and I had been thinking about doing a contest of some kind to give away copies of new books, but didn't get the opportunity to, like, really, really nail down how I wanted to do it. But, you know, surprise, Street Lethal is, is now out. And as we are going to be using it, more or less as soon as everybody gets around to reading it and seeing if there's anything in it that they want to play with, um, I have shanghaied our new player, who I guess will we'll pick something other than talking about his character to to call him by. I don't know. Who do, what do you want to be called by tonight? Uh, my real name is Tom, so you can start with that. So, Tom, what is your general feelings on the book? Um... So I haven't gotten through all of it. Um, the gear was pretty good. Um, the, the, the the main gear that's actually available, not the future gear stuff. Uh, the one thing that bugs me is where it says, hey, this is a heavy pistol, but it uses the range of SMG, or it uses, you know, different type of ammo. Which, I mean, ammo doesn't matter too much, uh, but, you know, half your weapons are starting to have different ranges than what it's normal to have. Yeah, I can see where that's a little annoying. Uh, but, uh, I like it. Um, the, in the future tech, probably my, one of the least favorite things I saw was the, um, the grenade that does matrix damage, cause that just kills street sams essentially with a single weapon. Yeah, we'll get into some of the specifics in a, in a second. Okay. Um, overall, I also like the book, which is kind of weird to me. Because I am somewhat of a giant hate monger. The pages, like, that are relevant to players, I don't think there was anything in there that I was outright like, holy shit, this is, what are they doing? Admittedly, I didn't read the entirety of the book because there's some of the things in here that are not going to be super, like, super integral to my needs. Because it's like, here's a bunch of, uh, Here's a bunch of grunt snap blocks. Well, I, I don't need those, so I'm just going to ignore that section. But I guess we'll... I've never done one of these things before, so I don't know what I'm doing. So I guess we'll just break <laughs> it down by chapter? Sure. Awesome. Uh, so the first chapter is what we what we both really like. It's the weapons and neat new stuff like that that is actually available for players and is actually... Um, Makes sense. How's that? Yeah, that, it is. It's really good. I also read the fluff of that chapter, the the opening parts about all the um, weapons manufacturers. Well, not necessarily all of them. Um, and it really clarifies a lot of that, like you know, who owns what corporation, sort of thing. That's cool. I am convinced that crime is actually run by Mister Torg from Borderlands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds like, okay. As you read the different uh, descriptions of stuff, it's like. This dude came in and had the idea to put a shotgun in a, uh, like in a giant club. And it's like, yeah, that sounds like an awesome idea. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there's also like a full write up on them. Um, which is awesome. Section. Yeah. Cause they're not like a, they're not a big 10. They're not like directly a subsidiary of anything, but that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And, um, as a as a Canadian, having their head um, research department in Winnipeg, I thought was neat. Oh, Canada's super in the weapons now, apparently. Yeah. Um, did you have any specifics in there that you wanted to mention? Because I probably do. Uh, so the one thing I really liked was they're starting to introduce the um, 
what is it called? Uh, if you don't have the exotic weapon skill, you can use it at minus three with this skill. Oh my god, that so... is amazing. There's the like the compressed air bow. Yeah, that one. I was reading it. and I'm like, meh. I don't care. And then I got into the special rules where it's like you could fire this with the long arms, and I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. Yeah, because like, it's a it's a it's a ten p bow, right? Essentially, so ten p ap negative two. Yeah, so it's it's like a strength ten bow almost, right? More importantly than that, it's this. It is the same damage code as an assault rifle. Mm, yeah, yeah. And it holds like five rounds. And let me let me find it in my my coffee here. Uh, it's one round and muzzle loaded. I thought I remember seeing that it had that you could shoot it five times, but before you have to. Uh... Uh, yeah. So it's five bullets. Uh, yeah, five shots before. Oh, excuse me. The air tank needs to be refilled. Oh, that's what it is. And then it takes three combat turns to automatic bump. Uh, yeah. It is a highly pe um is a highly specialized piece of equipment for very specific things that is actually not hamstrung by being an exotic weapon. Yeah. And that is something we need some more of. On a similar note, the nunchuck update, where it lets you use them like a garrote, but like, oh, yeah. instead of negative two, it's like, oh my god, I can suddenly garrote the, you know, people. Yeah, and it gives um, like a baseline of Hey, if you have a weapon that's attached, you know, by chains or strings, you know, I just use minus two. Yeah. Cause like the garrote rules and run and gun were all, they were terrible because they used an exotic weapon and applied a different penalty. Now you can at least like use a weapon skill that is useful for something else and do this special rules situation, which yeah. is, which is really cool. To be, to be, to be fair, I don't really know the garrote rules very well. I kind of skimmed over them. It's because they're not very good. They, re <laughs> they require you to make a called shot to get it in location around the dude's neck. So that's like negative four mm -hmm. and an exotic weapon. And then you get to like choke them out using, uh, doing like damage around until they become unconscious. Um, but given as they are an exotic weapon and a negative four penalty to even use, you basically have to catch them surprised. And if you're catching them surprised, you can more or less do whatever you want to them anyway. Yeah. So it's like, why am I going to go through this effort? Um, I really like any of the guns that have two clips. Yeah, it's neat. I, when reading it, I thought it was a little gimmicky sounding, but yeah, something new. It's something new. And there are certain guns like the, the Gemini that fires yeah. both bullets at the same time, which yeah. gives it effectively like a three round burst for, uh, for making it a nine damage pistol. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, what else did I write down here that I liked? Uh, I really like the HK Urban Fighter, where it's ceramic components, hermetically sealed clips, uh, and a silencer. So it's like the black trench coatiest gun that ever black trench coated. Yeah. Uh, let me see what else. The, Crime assault rifle, the happiness, the one that if you glitch, it just keeps firing until it's out of bullets. <laughs> yes, I remember reading that. It was hilarious. Um, oh yeah, and with that, I remember the reading the uh, was it the backpack for trolls for carrying what one thousand five hundred rounds or something like that. Uh, I thought it was twenty five hundred. Oh, you're probably right. 
it makes anything into like a belt fed monster. Yeah. Uh, and it's wireless bonus where it just spams advertising to people. Yes. Hilarious. What is it? Yeah, crime and exclamation mark, and it yells it at them. Yeah, it's the, uh, yeah. Like company logos and stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of new, like, folding and flexible guns so that it's like, you know, I can have this folded up concealed thing that is good for sneaking in the places that I can still use. I really like the hidden arm slide gun. What was that one called? That was the Cavalier Flash, where it's like folded up and you can mount it on the hidden arm slide. And if you have the wireless on and you trigger the hidden arm slide, it folds out as it shoots out of your wrist. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, right. There was one thing. Uh, the those fold the the shrinking guns. I forget what those ones oh, are. The, the ones that like are made of the the smart steel that yeah smart steel that melt. Yeah, I want to know more about the smart steel stuff. You know, what other applications are it for? Does it have in uh in running gun? There was like the Vertox memory blade that was basically okay, yeah. like the Batman cloth. Yeah. Um, there was that is the only thing off the top of my head that they used until this stuff. Uh, Elson, is there anything else neat in the the player acceptable pages? I'm not sure. Just scrolling quickly, checking a quick look. I like all the weapons that come with ceramics rating six. Like that's cool because. Ceramic weapons are generally, like, ridiculously expensive. Yeah. So getting that is super nice. Uh, I think that's it in the normal stuff. Well, there's also the, the, the Narcojet foam. It's not... Oh, uh, yeah. It's, uh, what is it, one combat round to harden, so it's not perfect. Um, but what is it? It's, it has a decent structure and armor, so you could try and make, like, a bridge with it. Which I was thinking, you know... Not necessarily for stopping people, but, you know, put it in front of a door. I mean, yeah, you could totally, you know, you close a door and you spray the foam all over the cracks and stuff. You could totally turn that door into a barricade. Um, So I guess let's move on to the super head-shaking sadness section. The the future tech. So there's an entire section in this book of stuff that is like this is the bleedingest edge. You will never be able to buy this stuff. There's only a handful of versions of this thing in existence. This is basically here for your GM to have cool run ideas and stuff. Uh, there's even a big, like, sidebar red box that says, don't. I got a couple of things to say about this section. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got anything you want to go off before I start going off on things? Um, I I don't know how I feel about the the gravity stuff. I don't. Know. It's it's different. It brings it way more into sci-fi than you know near future feeling. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's a little and like the the star fairy where it's like, hey, this is what the monads are taking to go to Mars or somewhere else. They're a CFD related thing, right? Yeah, those are the CFD, the, the sentient CFD things. Okay, yeah, no, Those they, uh. taking control and are stable. Anything CFD related, I just kinda like, nope, this doesn't exist to me. <laughs> so how do you feel about Bioshock worms? Uh, if I can find them. I don't remember reading them. 
they were the, the parts where they were talking about what is essentially mass-producing magic. We'll find the actual page here. Yeah. Do, do, do. It's a bunch of hover anti-gravity stuff, which is a neat idea, but a little too much. Uh, oh, one thing I did like, the plasma shields. It's neat. It's like uh, interrupt extra minus five initiative and take half damage from an attack. It's neat, simple, right? It's uh, it's definitely a thing, and it's close enough because there's the um, there's the paladin in rigor five that is a a pair of ballistic shields on a pop up thing. Like, hey, armor barricade. Oh no. So it's right. close to that, and it reminds me of one of the things in the lockdown book, I believe it was. So like, it's it's almost there, but I I still feel like it's a little close to uh to sci-fi for my my likings. Oh yeah, it is close to sci-fi without a doubt. Um, all the plasma stuff in this stuff is sci-fi-ish. Where's the was it the plasma where it like, hits them and explodes? Or something? I was like, I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember, but I remember something, something plasma. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the plasma weapons. It's like minus fifteen AP. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. I mean, that's what kind of lasers were supposed to be. I thought lasers had way too many issues. Like they had an yeah. entire sidebar of special rules. Yeah, I'd rather see those cleaned up than use plasma weapons. They had, Although, this like, could be the cleanup. Maybe, but it's not like uh, it's not actually available for people to use on the lasers. Not true. Alright, so Bioshock Worms. I found the, found the page here. It's page 82. Basically, what it involves is implanting symbiotic uh, tapeworms of some kind into your guts and it makes you either an adept, a magician, or a mystic adept. What? I don't see this. Page 82, left-hand side. Oh, this giant wall of text that I just skimmed over. Yeah. They're talking about, uh, what was it? They're talking about uh, genetic weapons. And I thought it was, oh, genetic weapons. Oh, I skipped it because I was... Man, I this is like the biggest outrage I have at the entire book. Because one of like Shadowrun's cornerstone things is that magic's not like mass-producible, you know. In previous books, they're like, all right, look, now blood magic is is fluffy and friendly. And then in the next book, they were like, hey, now you can have fluffy insect spirits that aren't evil. Now they're like, hey, you can just, (laughs) we're working towards just buying magic now for all of you people who are, you know, unlucky enough to not have magic. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes And, you know, give it a couple of, a little bit more time and, You'll notice that those tapeworms are totally taking over your body. We have Invasion of the Body Snatchers 7. Right. After the Bug Spirits and the Shadim and the CFD, now it's Bioshock tapeworms. Yep. Um, I like the idea of the Fab anti-magic armor. Oh, I love that. Actually, in my last uh, session with my uh, my other group, we were talking about, you know, in theory, hey, you could put, you know, paint yourself in Fab and maybe you could you know, hide or something from magic. And just in that side, in the sidebar of that, it's saying like, hey, you're almost impossible to detect. You know, have your aura read. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, let's see what else did I like. Oh, uh, I also like the jetpacks and I loved the fluff behind them. 
Oh yeah, I, I, I skimmed through that one. It was uh, was it they tried to make it normal jetpacks, but then they couldn't or something. So they in the Dragon Civil War, Sadercroft was like, "You're all doing war stuff now," and this company, I forget what it was, was like, "Oh shit, we're not like we don't know what we're doing." So they picked up something that would they mothballed, and they were doing like drones or something before. And it was, somebody made the comment of like, that looks kind of like a jetpack. So they started trying to make jetpacks, but they couldn't get it to work right. And then when somebody at Sadercrop came down was like, show me what you've been working on. And they're like, they roll out the prototype and it doesn't really work. And the Sadercrop guy's like, why are you trying to make a jetpack? And the guy's like, it's not a jetpack. It's a advanced egress system, you know? <laughs> Why bother trying to to go around obstacles when you could just like go over them? And I really love the idea of them as like a a hopping assault trooper. You know, it's like, oh, you've got a roadblock there. We're just gonna kind of go whoop right over them, or you know, you can yeah pop up on top of buildings or you know. Um, so I really love the fluff to them, and I love the idea of them. It reminds me a lot of like the forty k assault marines because they would wear little jetpacks. Mm. Yeah. Um, and what was the other thing that, there was just a lot of other stuff in here that I was like, meh, and some of it was very like, all right, this just doesn't really need to be a thing. Um, a lot of the stuff, God. One of the things that I don't like is there's the nausea gun. You already uh, have that sonic rifle and it bugs me. And here's just another one. There were a couple of things that I'm like, why do I need a one of these? Yeah. Like, they made the, this nausea gun, and they made a... There's a parashield. It's basically a gas flamethrower, where you can load it up with, like, tear gas, and you just spray people with tear gas in a forceful fashion. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought it was interesting, because it's essentially a, a grenade of some kind, and... It is a much right. more controlled grenade. Yeah, that's why I kind of took it. Um, But overall, like... That section's gonna have stuff that is like, these are GM adventure hooks for you to maybe like, like the jetpack. Your team is sent to go and steal a prototype of a thing. They don't know what it is and they find out, oh shit, it's jetpack. You know, you can now, <laughs> uh, you now have a way to like, here's how you might work one of these things. So that's kind of cool. Uh, the next section is based off of corp security. Which I thought was so, really neat. I didn't actually get to read this one yet. I just read a bunch so. of the the actual game information stuff at the end of it. Um, okay. I didn't read the individual corp security because, well, I cheat and I make you guys make up the security layouts for buildings. <laughs> so I'm a bad person. Um, but I liked a lot of the stuff that they did. They had some corpse-specific gear in there, like, they statted out a red, uh, a red samurai katana, and it was, oh, like, cool. it's actually worse than the than the base katana. It has, like, one more AP, but it has lower accuracy or something. I don't remember the specifics off the top of my head. But it's like, look, if you're found out to have one of these, and you shouldn't have one of these, these guys will come light your day up. Because they take this mm. seriously. Um... And they had a, a couple of other, like, neat pieces of gear that was just kind of cool to see. One of the things was a, uh, it was a medium mil spec armor. 
that comes with a dr- small and micro drone racks built into it. And it's like interesting, right? I could totally get behind an armor mod that had those smaller micro drone racks. Yeah. I could also get behind the idea of, cause, uh, in one of the other books, they had a distributed deck idea. So imagine if you could take a small drone and have it distributed across your body in the same way that you could in like three complex actions or something. It would, sl- it could slide off of your body and come together into like its drone form. So you could smuggle drones in yeah. places. That'd actually be really cool. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm brilliant, aren't I? The best. <laughs> He's learned. Plus one karma. Um, yeah. Uh, did, did, did you have anything else that you saw in there, or did you just kind of skim it? Uh, right before we started this, I was looking at the um, the qualities, um, and I didn't get to read them all. I, I really don't like the observant quality, which makes observant detail into free actions, because it's more or less plus three perception. Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next section is basically the same as the previous section, only based around mercenary companies, which is kind of cool. Uh, probably a lot of stuff in there to be used for, like, desert wars and more in that vein kind of campaigns, but it's still a neat thing to have. Yeah, I could definitely see, even just because, I, I skimmed through this, so I don't know it too well. Um. But there's there's a good bit of fluff in here, right? So, uh, oh, just yeah. you know, having having as a GM, you know, having one of your your not one, but your your players just meet some of them, and so you have oh, to, yeah. you have all the fluff about it and how they do things and you know where they're often stationed sometimes or all that. A uh, a common street sand background involves being part of a mercenary company in some kind. That's true. To the point where like. In this section and in the previous section, they added in a bunch of life modules things, which I didn't read because life modules are a headache because they're in every book and impossible to track and just, no thanks. I'm lazy. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea of these two sections. I don't know too much about the specifics because I haven't spent that much time reading through it, but initial gut reaction is thumbs up. This is a good idea. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I'm always so I'm a big fan of fluff in general. I love reading both the plot line that's happening and the, the meta plot and whatnot. Um, so just even you know, there's a thing I just scrolled randomly. It says Madagascar. I know nothing about Madagascar, so that'd be a cool read probably. And that's in the, I think that's in the same area. Oh, it's about pirates. Cool. Yeah, look at that. Pirates of Madagascar. It's definitely yeah, definitely something I want to give more of a read to. Madagascar? Oh, just, I just, there's a whole pirate section. Oh. Um. I don't know, I'm a fan of pirates. Pirates are pretty cool. There's the, uh, Seventh Sea. Awesome game. Pirate oriented. I just don't like the way damage is handled in that game, but that's a different story. <laughs> uh, the next to last section is small unit tactics and, uh, what the hell, what'd they call the other one? Multi-unit tactics? Some- uh, yes, I think. Oh, mixed unit tactics. Mixed unit tactics. Um, there's a lot of messy crunch, I think, with this. Some people were talking yeah. about with the, um, multi-unit part of things. But I like the idea of always having 
like I am pro small unit tactics as a skill because it's like you want to do tactical stuff. Let's do some tactical stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. I just so yeah, so I've only read about this section on Reddit. I haven't actually gotten to it. Um so from what I've read about it, it's very much first you do a role and then another role and then make sure you're in the proper situation and then another role. And it just takes a long time to get a plus two to something. Um Yeah, no, I can see where that part would be really annoying, but the other part, the just small unit tactics. It seems a lot cleaner where it's just like yeah. roll skill, get hits, do do bonus. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, the, the the extra small unit tactics. Yeah, that, that sounds great. It's literally just hits required done. And then the last page has got a, it's like four pages or so. It's just adventure seats, which is uh, which is great to just kind of have in there. Like, oh yeah, I love, love adventure seats, especially when I'm stuck planning <laughs> a run. Just like read one randomly. So here's a quick idea. Um, yeah. So overall, it's it reminds me a lot of Hard Targets because Hard Targets had a bunch of that kind of stuff in it and was mm-hmm. mostly widespread gear and accessories and stuff. And I really liked Hard Targets. Um, um trying to remember Hard Targets. It was the Spellblades uh, book? Yeah. It was, oh yeah. Uh, so it was. I don't. You, I don't dig through it often enough. Um, partly because I mostly GM and I also rarely play Street Sam's, so that seemed a very Street Sammy book. It is, but it's got a little bit of everything in it, which is kind of nice. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm actually mostly positive on it. Yeah, like a, a five out of seven sort of thing. <laughs> Why is it not out of ten? <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to talk about with it or you're just excited to, to get a look at it? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to read more of the fluff, especially about, um, um, my goodness, pirates and, um, other stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I like had, fluff. I had I some ideas involving pirates, so I'll probably try and read through that section maybe tonight. Um, huh. the, the other exciting thing is that it's out now, and that means that maybe by Gen Con, we might have better than bad. Which is the hooding book? Oh, yeah. So what, when's Gen Con? I never remember. It's uh, the first weekend in August, I believe. Uh, and it's mid June right now. Yeah. Is it a month and a half? From I mean, that'd be a fast turnaround. From my understanding, oh, but it's already late, isn't it? Yeah, all of the, all of these books are already late. From my understanding, they had an issue with the printer. Mm. Um, so if that has gotten resolved, given as they had books at. Uh, Origins this past weekend that they might have resolved that so that the next book could come out by Gen Con. Okay, yeah, you know, that'd be neat. Gen Con's kind of a big deal in the gaming world. Yeah, never heard of it. Never heard of it? Man. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty excited for Better Than Bad because it's been a... I'm sure you guys probably know who Opti is. <laughs> but if somehow you don't, Opti is... Uh, it's one of the Shadowcaster guys. He runs a podcast called the Neo Anarchist, the Neo Anarchist Podcast, and it is an in-character history lesson of the Sixth World. He is a pretty big person when it comes to like the Neo Anarchy against the corporations kind of guy, and he is one of the freelancers. And I 
I don't want to put words in his mouth. Maybe I'll talk to him a little bit when it comes out or something. Um, that he's been pushing for a book like this. So a book that is about hooding and street level shadow running could be really cool. Oh yeah. I'm, I'd be thrilled for it. Uh, yeah. Street level is usually where most of my stuff takes place with my players. So getting more of that, that sounds great. It's kind of where you guys are. Yeah, true. Or even, oh yeah, like in the, I, I think it'd be great to have more stuff. If there is gear in it, I don't know if there will. But more like the, what was it, the, the Baron's gun that's in the gear section? Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, I can tell you that there will probably be a bunch of gear and life modules. Not, maybe not a bunch of gear, but some gear, some life modules, some, uh, Probably quality, though. That's the word that I wanted. Could not, could not come up with that. Because qualities are cool in a really good way of like showing what's uh, what's important about your character. I totally forgot one of the. So in the conversations today about the book, we came across. We we're talking about the crime whammy, the giant troll club that has a shotgun built into it, and it's like, how could we possibly make this this work? Or you know, make it effective. And I had the brilliant idea because all of my ideas are great ideas. Of course. So you make a troll, right? And you invest okay. a bunch of points in the clubs and you make them an adept. That's an important part of this. And you invest a couple of points in the shotguns because that's, you know, what the club uses. So what right. you do is you club somebody with your giant club because this deals like strength plus two damage and you're a right. troll you're probably dealing 12 to 15 damage, we'll say. Chances are you knock down your opponent. Right. From there, you use the martial art finishing move to, while they're on the ground, shotgun them in the face with your club. Yeah. And because and because you're an adept, your turn usually goes, club you, activate finishing move, Spend simple action to agility burst. Spend simple action to shotgun you in face. Hmm. And it's it's just a beautiful synergy of using all of your action economy and stuff. Yeah. It's great. I can't wait to unleash it on you guys. Thanks for the warning. <laughs> if you see a guy carrying a giant club, watch the frag out. Uh... I'll put a link to that sheet in the description too, so that you guys can see the silliness that I was working on at, you know, 10 minutes of discussion. Um, so yeah, no, uh, do you have anything else? <sighs> no, I don't think so. Awesome. Um, so sadly, unless there's more announcements or other craziness that we get people to go, you guys have still probably got maybe a month and a half, two months before you hear Tom again. Sorry, Tom. Yep. Ah, nothing wait. But, you know, Moving ever onwards. Thankfully, the man. I don't really want to edit the shit out of this episode. Um, all of the feedback thus far on the NPC stuff that I did at the end of the downtime episode has been going, has been received well. And because we have such a backlog, it really helps me to be able to do that kind of stuff. So that's a that's a good thing and a bad thing. So uh, that's exciting. New book is exciting. New book being mostly well-received from early reports is also a really good thing. And thanks to you guys on Patreon for, you know, I woke up this morning and was like, oh, shit, new book. I was like, well, I have a little bit of extra money here from our wonderful patrons to to pick it up. Uh, so now we're going to pay it back. 
the real quick ideas I had off the top of my head for a contest here, and I don't know how many people this is actually going to be involved with, but I'm going to go and I'm going to grab a list of everybody who's a patron on Patreon. Anybody who has left a iTunes review, and I'm pretty sure I can easily check anybody that has subscribed to us on Podbean, and I'll probably go right in that order and just kind of list them out on a sheet. And then at Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to bust open our Roll20 table. I'm going to, you know, if we have 50 people, I'm going to roll a D50. If we have 67 people, I'm going to roll a D67 because Roll20 is great for that. And I'll leave that up on our YouTube page so that people can see what number I roll. And uh, whoever's number that is, I'll try and get in contact with you however I can. And from there, get you a gift card to drive through RPG so that you can pick up, uh, so you pick up Street Lethal or really whatever else you want because, you know, I'm not going to judge you, but this is, we're celebrating Street Lethal, right? So it should be Street Lethal. So yeah, no, that's, that's my idea. And hopefully it's as easy as it sounds to me and I won't be, <laughs> I won't be kicking myself. So. Thanks, you guys, for showing up and listening to some impromptu stuff. Thank you, Tom, for coming and hanging out. Thanks for having me. I mean, you just happen to be the one around that wanted to talk. Nobody loves me. Hey, I mean, I have no likes, so... <laughs> me neither. All right, uh, thanks, guys, and contest stuff. Bye. Bye. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to, to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. 
The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever.